everyone, and welcome to episode 112 of Mothering Anxiety. Today's episode is anxiety and unsolicited parental advice. So this episode was actually, um, I guess, inspired by my husband <laughs> in many ways, more than one. But um, no, he was the one who told me, he's like, you need to make an episode on like unsolicited parental advice. Like, People that are just like, oh, you should do this or you shouldn't do that or blah, 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 like whatever, giving their two senses, right? Um, he's like, you really need to make an episode about that because like he has physically seen me when like someone tells me like, hey, you should do this with your daughter or you should have done that. And I just, you know, my face. Okay, guys. So my face does not give me justice. Like, if I I can't hide my face, like I just I cannot. Like, even if I'm trying so hard to like be nice and not react, I guess or not say anything, my face just like gives it away. So my husband has like totally witnessed like you know when someone says something and like my face just does one of those, you know, <laughs> like like one of those like shut up sort of faces um but he was like you need to make an episode about this He's like I don't think you've like ever talked about it and I'm like you know what to be honest like I don't think that I have like maybe I've mentioned a few things here or there but I don't think I've made like a like full-on episode on like how much anxiety I get when people tell me how to raise my child um especially because like parenting to me is like a, a a huge like trigger right like I it, and it's just like because like I I don't know what I'm doing right and I've talked about this like many many times like I didn't have role models I'm trying to do things differently I'm breaking that generational curse like so when people tell me that like I'm doing something wrong like it just like annoys me and irks me it's very triggering um which is you know something that I'm trying to work on because sometimes people like do tell me things with like good intentions right but um parenting is just a very 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 like sensitive subject to me so like when someone tells me that like I'm essentially doing something wrong or that I should do it their way like mm, trigger point and even though I won't say anything my fa my face um my face definitely says it for me. So I'll give a little like a backstory as to why this episode sparked. Um, I sent my husband a video, like an Instagram reel of um, like Mexican moms and babies, right? And it was like this mom who I guess it, like it was like someone was making a parody, obviously. Um, but I guess the thing was they were like at a party and someone brought their baby and she's like, oh, here, let me hold it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, she starts playing with the baby. And then like this is a very typical Mexican mother or grandmother thing to do. Um, she starts comparing the baby to someone else's baby, right? Like she'll be like, oh, she's much smaller than this person's baby or like, oh, she's much bigger than this person's baby, which is like a thing. I don't know what it is about us Mexicans just like comparing everyone to everyone. Like, and this is a baby. Okay. Like a baby. 
So it starts off by her like comparing the baby to someone else's baby. Like she's just like, oh yeah, she's smaller than so-and-so's baby. You know, the girl with the red hair, whatever, whatever. And then she starts going off and saying like, oh, if you ever need like a babysitter, I will totally watch the baby for you. Like I'll feed her frijoles, I'll feed her fideo, <laughs> which is like beans and, and fideo is like like a soup, like a pasta soup. I, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, and very quickly, like the person that's like with her, like obviously the parents of the baby is like, oh, no, no, like she's only like four months old all she drinks is milk she doesn't eat actual food and so the mom goes like oh really because like at two months I was already feeding my kids beans and they were already eating fideo and they're already eating all of this stuff and the parents are like no like they're not supposed to eat until like at least six months and the mom's just like confused like what like I did it to all of my kids and all of them turned out to be fine and this, like, <laughs> it, it's totally a thing, right? Like, I remember my grandma, like, feeding my siblings, <laughs> like, food. And it was just, like, watery, you know, like, soup. Like, nothing you can really, like, choke on or anything. But, like, a different texture, right? Like, to my siblings when they were, like, really, really young. Like, they were eating frijoles and fileo, <laughs> like, at a super young age. I wouldn't say that, like, at two months, like this lady said in the video, but, like, you know, pretty young. And um, it was funny, I sent this video to my husband because we actually had an incident like that with our daughter. And so it reminded me of that. And I started laughing. And I sent it to him. And then he started laughing. And he's just like, I totally 100% know what you're talking about. So as my daughter was like, very quickly approaching the like, solid food age, um, my husband and I had decided that we were going to stick to just like, uh, veggies and, and fruits and whole grains and stuff. And like, we were going to avoid meat and dairy for like, a as long as we could, right? Like, we just like, we want her to get used to eating this stuff. Um, so that maybe she doesn't become a picky eater <laughs> or something, right? Like, I don't know. Um, so we were just very, very, very just like no meats and, and dairy for like now, like we want her to you know, do this and, and, and get used to this before she gets um, older. And we were just like very, very, very like set on that, right? Like even my mom, when we had told her, my mom was just like, okay, you know, like whatever. <laughs> like my mom would be like, your grandma was giving you carne asada, like, and you guys would just chew on the like juice. And I'm like, yeah, no, not not gonna do that to my six month old baby. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Like, yeah, let's let's start off with softer things, something that might not like destroy her stomach, right? Um, so we were like dead set on that. And this one time, we were at my in laws' house, and my husband and I were eating, and uh, we were eating chorizo with frijoles and maybe like huevos, huevos and chorizo. I don't know. Like they they made something with chorizo in it. Okay, chorizo is um. Crap, I don't even know what chorizo is in English. <laughs> um, whatever it is, it's just full of fat. It's just fat. There's like literally probably no nutritional value to it. It's just fat, but it's delicious. Um, and so I was holding my daughter, right? And like I'm eating and I'm just holding her. And like, yeah, obviously my daughter's like looking like, oh, like mom, like, you know, what are you eating? And I'm sure that wasn't what was actually going through her head. She's just a baby. Like... <laughs> So I'm holding her and my mother-in-law comes with like her finger 
and like rubs it on the plate that had the chorizo and the frijoles and like tries to stick it into my daughter's mouth. My husband and I, we both like screamed. Like we're just like, no, right? Her finger never made it into my daughter's mouth. Um, But like his mom was just like, why? Like it's just a little taste. Like she's looking at you, look at her, like her mouth is, you know, savoring and whatever. And we're just like, it's not. Like she's just fine, right? Um, She's just like, it's a little taste. It's not going to do her any damage. And we're just like, she's literally never had something so high in fat, right? Like, I don't know how her stomach is going to react. And sure, maybe call me a little paranoid and like first time mom anxiety, right? But like, I'm not going to give my child like full blown fat. Not to mention that these beans were, um, you know, fried and like refried beans full of lard. So that's extra fat. Like my child is barely, barely starting to eat solid food. Like I think she's had banana and avocados at this point. Right. And you're going to stuff her with chorizo and frijoles full of lard. Like what? And like his mom just could not understand. Like she's like, it's just like a little taste. And we're just like, no, because like if this destroys her stomach, if this causes her gas, if like something like who is going to deal with her, who is going to go home and have a crying, sick, or just like uncomfortable baby? Like we are, you're not like you feed her. She'll be fine for a few hours. But as soon as we get home, like the gas and the bloating or like whatever, like you don't know what kind of reaction she's going to have to this. She's a six month old baby. Oh, man. Even still thinking about my daughter is like four and a half. (laughs) She's about to be five in a few months. And I still obviously get very rowdy over this and and, like triggered over this because it's just like, I don't know, like a common sense sort of a deal. But like, I get it because like my grandma was the same way. Like, it's just, and I'm sure it's with like other cultures as well. But like Mexican, like they just like feed their kids like everything like everything and like that's fine if that works for you but that just wasn't what we were going to do with our daughter we have also since she was very young like been very attentive to her needs right like we we had her on a schedule and i know schedules are very controversial there are many people who think like oh schedules are out of control and and whatever whatever but it, it kept me sane like keeping her on her schedule, knowing when she was going to eat, knowing when she was going to take a nap, like playtime, like it just, it just helped me be a better mom essentially. Cause if, if I didn't know what my schedule was going to be like, I was just an anxious wreck and I was just freaking out over absolutely everything. So we kept her at a schedule and we were just very attentive to her needs. Like we knew what every single one of her cries meant, right? Like, and, and you learn that. You learn that as a parent. It might take you a little bit. Like, newborn days are a little chaotic. But as they get older, you you learn and you know, like, what their cues are. And it's like, oh, okay, well, she's, she's pushing because she's about to poop. Or like, oh, she's huffing and puffing over here because she's hungry or whatever. And like, we knew her cues because obviously we're her parents and like, we're with her all the time. And I remember this other time we were over at her house and like Logan started doing her I'm hungry cues or like I'm starting to get hungry cues 
So we made her a bottle and we fed her and she was like content, right? Like she didn't cry. She wasn't like overly screaming at the top of her lungs because she was starving because we weren't paying attention to her. Like we knew that this was around the time that she was going to need a bottle. We made it for her. We fed her. And it was like, fine, like no fussy baby, no crying baby, no, absolutely nothing. And like my mother-in-law is just like, you guys don't even let her cry. Like you guys don't even let her scream. Like she needs to cry and scream to like grow her lungs or something. I don't even remember what she was talking about or what she said. And we're just like, no, like if we know what she needs, like we're going to give it to her. Like we... (laughs) are trying to, you know, raise our child with a secure attachment style, right? Like knowing that like we are going to provide for whatever it is that she needs at that stage of like being a baby because like babies don't understand, right? So like to a baby, if they start showing that they're hungry and they're being ignored and then they go to like, you know, stage two where they're like crying and then they're being ignored. But then they go to stage three where they're like screaming at the top of their lungs and then finally they get it like that can. OK, and I'm saying this because I've read many books. I've read many books on like mother, you know, wounds and mother injuries and everything like that can be traumatic to a baby because a baby relies on you like a baby cannot survive without you so like if it gets to stage three where it's like screaming at the top of its lungs thinking that it's going to starve like and you're barely giving it a bottle at that point this could be traumatic to a baby and I know this is a bit extreme, right? And and I'm not saying that like at some points we didn't let her scream or we didn't let her cry. Like, you know, she's a baby. She's going to scream. She's or she was a baby. She's going to scream. She's going to cry. Like we weren't always there at her feet like 24 seven, but we were there for the majority of the time. And and it just worked for us. Like it just simply worked for us and if you know my daughter now today like she is the most secure most like confident little girl like like I have ever met like literally I have ever met and I would like to think it's because like since she was a baby like we were always just like there for her and, and her needs and I get it maybe someone's listening to this and they're like you're crazy like you are making a super attached baby or like a spoiled baby but like you can't spoil like newborns you know like you just can't um and we wanted to be there for our 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 baby like when she was a baby like we wanted to be there for her and she is extremely independent now like does she still need us for things yes you know, when she gets hurt or cries or whatever, does she still come to us? Yes. But like, she is an independent little girl. Like she can do her own things. Like if she's hungry and I'm like, hey, I need to, you know, finish cleaning this or I'm in the shower or I'm pooping or something, right? She'll just be like, okay, mom, I'm just going to go in the fridge and go grab it myself. And like everything is, you know, everything that is safe for her is like to her hands and, and that she can grab. She can grab her own bowls, grab her own spoons. She wants to get some yogurt, some chocolate chips. I don't know. And she'll go and she'll grab it. And it's just like there for her. And it works for us. And it shows her that she can be independent. It shows her a sense of responsibility. Like it's just, 
it just works for us. This is our kid. Like we're going to raise her how we want to raise her. And I'm sure that many of you feel that way. Like I'm going to raise my kid how I want to raise my kid. And it's like funny because as my husband and I, we were talking about that video that I sent him and then like that chorizo incident. <laughs> um, he was like, oh, you need to do an episode on like anxiety and unsolicited parental advice. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess. And then I was just like, I'm just going to talk about all the incidents that happened with your, your mother-in-law, right? Or with your mom or my mother-in-law. And I'm like, and then <laughs> it reminded me of this like meme where it's like the mother-in-law is like, oh, you need to do this with your baby or oh, you need to do this with your kids. And it's like, I've seen your track record and trust me, <laughs> it's not any better. <laughs> and I told my husband, that I was like, I just all I wanted to tell her was like, I live with one of yours and yours still needs to grow up. Like I'm still needing to raise yours. And my husband looks at me and he's like, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> my, uh, my husband, my poor husband, he came to me with a lot of, <laughs> a lot of issues. <laughs> um, and it's not necessarily because of his lack of parenting or, or whatever <laughs> he just you know uh well I mean I guess if you really want to go into it sure it is but <laughs> like um you know my, my poor husband has had to do a lot of growing up and, and a lot of learning um and uh you know very very grateful for where he is today but I always tell him I'm like literally when you came to me like you were a child like you were a child and I had to be your mother <laughs> and like finish raising you you know and, and uh, he's turned into an incredible man and an incredible father but it's just like it's just funny and I'm I don't know <laughs> I don't think my mother-in-law listens to this <laughs> or any of my in-laws but <laughs> it's just it's funny we can laugh at it okay we can all laugh at our traumas <laughs> I um remember that I had made some friends that, like, I used to go to Disneyland with, right? Because um, I used to go to Disneyland all the time before. And I had made some friends. And I had this one specific friend. We're obviously not friends anymore because I'm just like, mm, I don't need you judging my, my parental lean, my parenting. <laughs> no, I can't even think of I'm just like, I don't need you judging my parenting. So I just, you know, kind of cut ties with the friend. But um, she would always, like, point out little different things that I was doing with my daughter as opposed to like what she would do with her kids and it and it always just felt like it was like her way or the highway and it annoyed me honestly and it would like give me like anxiety because whenever I knew that I would go hang out with her like I would make sure that I like overpacked stuff right because I'm like oh I don't want her calling me out for not having a sweater or her calling me out for not having a blanket or her calling me out for not having this or that or that right because like she was like an over prepare which like kudos to you man because honestly with kids like you never honestly you never know what's going to happen and I remember this one time like I checked the weather before we went to Disneyland and it said it was going to be cool. So I was like, hey, cool. Like, let me bring her an extra sweater, an extra like jacket and a, uh, and a blanket. And when we got there, I checked the weather and it said it was going to rain when it didn't say that before I got there. So obviously I didn't have anything to prepare me for the rain. And um, I was going to meet up with her. And so we got caught in the rain. We were in a ride and when we came out, 
our stroller was like soaked like it just like came pouring out of nowhere and I was like oh crap and I was like telling her I was like you know what I'm gonna have to go home I was like because my stroller is soaked like we're still not wet right I can get us ponchos and we'll be fine I was like but like how am I supposed to function without my stroller like Logan was still very young and she was just like oh you don't have raincoats or rain boots in your car and I'm like no um because it's not like raining season right like this is a really random like time for it to rain I was like no I I, I don't have raincoats and, and, and rain boots in my car and she's just like oh well I do I always carry them in my car because you just like never know and I'm like yeah no that's not really <laughs> that's not really a thing for me and, like, it made me feel, like, guilty almost because I was like, crap, am I a bad mom because I don't have raincoats and rain jackets in my car in case it starts to rain in, like, a random day in the middle of the month when, like, it's not usually raining season out here in California? I was like, holy crap, what a terrible mom I must be. And there was this one instance I remember specifically. It was like in December and in December in Anaheim, it gets like really cold at nighttime. Um, but I had Logan in like later. Logan doesn't like to wear jackets. So, and I've known this, I've known this because I'm her mom, obviously. So I had her in layers. I think I had her in like a short sleeve onesie and then like a long sleeve onesie and then I'm pretty sure I put on like pajamas on her and then I put on like this like fleece costume that she had on. It was like an oogie boogie costume and it was like fleece. It was like literally like she was wearing a blanket, like a full blown like full onesie pajama blanket. And this friend, this mom literally came up to her and like felt to see like how thick her you know outfit was and she was like oh well I guess this is warm enough and I'm just like excuse me like I was like she's literally like triple layered underneath there like if I'm not freezing cold like she's not like I'm just like what and that was kind of like one of the last straws I was like what is this like please and you know her kids and this isn't to judge but like her kids were like in full-blown like ski jackets and stuff and I was like hey if your kids feel comfortable like that and they are nice and warm then that is great but my kid feels comfortable in what she's wearing she's not blistering cold like it's fine like my kid doesn't have to look like your kids like we can parent differently and I think it's like hard or like harder for me and I'm sure for many of us who deal with anxiety and like don't like confrontation to like speak up and like speak our minds you know because like there have been instances obviously like this where I'm just like are you crazy you know like where I just want to be like are you crazy or like can you not or or say something but I I don't like confrontation which I'm starting to learn is like a whole another trauma response right um but, like, I'm not one to just be like, hey, like, stop. Or, like, don't talk to my kid or don't talk about my kid that way. Like, I'm just, I'm not one to do that. I have anxiety and I don't like confrontation because I don't like 
arguing with people. I tend to shut down and then like I can't think and then I get anxiety and overthink that people think that I'm dumb or something. But it's just like I I shut down. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I like lose all of my my brain power. So it's like difficult when like people tell you these things and you have anxiety and you just like don't know what to say because a lot of these times like I was literally stunned I was just like uh like how do you respond to something like that and then like I get that guilt over like not standing up for my kid you know because I'm like no I should be able to stand up and say like I am the parent I am going to parent my child how I want to but like one thing at a time (laughs) one step at a time I feel that I have been doing a lot in trying to just like change and do things differently and you know honestly other people's opinions and other people's whatever they want to say like it truly shouldn't matter and like we should try to not let it affect us and not let it like trigger us right like did that episode about how you are responsible for your own triggers and if you're getting triggered over someone commenting on your parenting then you know obviously that is it's up to you to respond and not react um so you know as of lately nothing has like happened or occurred where like someone has said anything about the way that I'm parenting Logan but I know that I'm in a different, you know, season of life. Like, my daughter is a lot older. But I'm sure that as she gets older and, like, different things come up, right, then I'm probably going to get this unsolicited parental advice again. Like, maybe when she hits her preteen years or her teenage years, like, oh, you're going to let her, you know, whatever, talk to you that way or go here or do this or whatever. Like, I'm sure that it's going to come up (laughs) in some shape or form and someone's going to question my parenting or whatever. But... I'm trying. I'm trying really hard to just, people are going to talk. People are going to say what they want to say. Talkers are going to talk. And I I don't need to, like, prove anything to anyone. I don't need to prove what type of a parent I am to anyone specifically. Like, I do what's best for my child because I am her mother and I am who knows her best. And I think that this is what, like, we all need to remember, right? Like, we know our children. We are with our children 24-7. We birth our children or, like, you know, if you're the dad, you didn't birth them. But, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, you you are with your child, your children, like, 24-7, right? So you know your child best. Like, you were there. You were there during the good and the bad and the sick and the hungry, like, You are there and you know what your child needs. And so we shouldn't let other people tell us how to raise our kids, even to those that have like good intentions, right? Um, You just, you you don't like, you can say, I've seen your track record and let me tell you, you're still need work. No, I'm kidding. Please don't say that. (laughs) We are not any better parents than anyone else. Like we are just the better parents for our own children. Are we going to screw up? I mean, I'm sure. Like, I'm 100% positive that we're going to screw up at some point. 
and in some shape or form, right? Not saying that because I'm parenting my child this way was better than the way that someone else parented their child or whatever. Like, no, <laughs> like without a doubt, there's absolutely no way that I'm not going to screw up my kid <laughs> like in some aspect in her life, right? But I am doing what is best for her because I am her mother. And, and and that's it, right? Like grandparents, if if you have like in-laws or, or your parents that are like trying to tell you how to do things like, hey man, you had your chance. Like you had your chance to raise your children how you wanted to. And like if, you know, take a look at them. Do, are you proud of how it happened? Okay, cool. But like I want to do things differently. Like that's just not how I'm going to, you know, raise my kid. You know what's best. Like I said, you are the parent you know what's best. People are always going to give their advice, quote unquote advice. People are always going to give out their opinion. People are always going to try and make you do things their way, but you don't have to listen. You don't even have to say anything. Just nod and smile. Is <laughs> what I've been learning to do. Just like, uh-huh. And just let it go. Ignore it. Whatever. Or like, yo, you know what? That sounds like a great idea like maybe I'll think about it and see if it works best for my family and that's it and and we just we leave it at that we deal with enough stuff okay those of us anxious wrecks like we deal with enough stuff like having to deal with people telling us how to raise our kids like something we don't need to deal with nod smile you know what let me think about it I'll see if that works for my family oh yeah good point thanks or thanks for the heads up all right cool and that's it. And you keep doing what you are doing with your kids because I'm sure it's working way better than what anyone else is telling you to do. All right. I am uh, going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, I apologize if my in-laws listen to this and somehow get offended with something that I said. It wasn't my intention to offend anyone. Um, I was just simply stating how these stories related to the topic that I am talking about <laughs> so just had to throw that out there because I don't know what or who listens to this podcast unless you physically tell me like hey I listen to your podcast but um either way I just had to throw that out there but with that being said I do hope that you have a good rest of your day or night depending on when you're listening to this and don't forget to live your life love your life and love your anxiety